welcome back to the Anime 7 Newscast. It's December 6, 2019. Here to bring you the news. I'm Sam the Bomb from the Anime Summit Podcast. And we got a lot of a lot of actually like fucking anime hype for 2020. Mostly, but a lot of it's like movies, but there's still like some new ones that I haven't seen before. So we're gonna bring that to you. Might be a couple of reminders in there. We'll see. We'll see. But we're going to start off with the non-anime news first, which is really just like a ton of movie news. And then I have some some cool card game news. Very small little card game news. And then we'll get into the anime news. Take a little break in between. You know how we do. You know how I do what I do what I do what I do. Foo. Let's get into it, shall we? So we all know that The Matrix 4 is happening and that a lot of the original actors were returning. And... Um, there was some, there was like for a while, they didn't know Keanu Reeves was, was going to go in it, but then they literally announced literally right after Keanu Reeves was going to be in it. But the reason I bring it up is because, um, people were talking, there was an article today. I saw it was like a think piece or not a think piece, but like a opinion piece talking about like how, well, Neo died at the, you know, spoiler alerts. He died at the, uh, at the end of the last one. But it's like, did he really though? Maybe he didn't. Maybe they uploaded his uh his uh mind to the Matrix and uh he solely exists in there, you know, you never know. You never know. That could be a thing. They could have turned him into a program, which would be fucking crazy, you know, who knows? But I thought that was it really interesting. The the opinion piece kinda said like, oh, like what happens to Neo, you know, like, and it kind of went into all these theories. The reason I bring it up is because I'm curious for you guys who are our listeners who have, who also love the matrix, what you guys think. I'm curious to, to know what you guys think. And I honestly, like I'm excited. I want to rewatch those movies cause I haven't seen them in forever. I was kind of rewatching some clips on YouTube the other day and I was like, man, God, it's fucking, this movie series is actually super, super sick. But yeah, so Netflix's The Irishman uh, apparently did really, really fucking awesome. Martin Scorsese's Epic was watched by 17.1 million unique users in the U.S. during its five-day period beginning on November 27th. On the premiere date, the De Niro Pacino pesky flick had an average minute audience of around 2.6 million viewers and 3.9 million unique viewers in the U.S. for the five-day period. The average minute audience came to nearly 13.2 million Netflix has not shared its own stream performance assessment for the film yet. That is crazy. Shit. That is wild. That is super, super wild. But yeah, I'm excited. I, I heard it was kind of boring. I heard some people say it was really boring. And then I've also heard that um, a lot of people saying it was really, really awesome. You know, but I also really, really liked um, Wolf of Wall Street. And a lot of people said that was boring as well. So... I think people just kind of didn't, I think people were expecting a different kind of, you know, film for Wolf of Wall Street. You know, they, I think they were expecting more of like a Scorsese flair on it, which is like, you know, they were expecting more crime, more violent crime and stuff like that. But this was a different kind. This was like a sophisticated, snobby, rich people kind of crimes happening. And it was kind of cool. I liked it. I don't know. It was sick. Um, anyway. Just went on to a weird tangent about fucking Leonardo DiCaprio, Wolf of Wall Street there. Nintendo Switch Online adding Star Fox 2, Kirby Superstar, and more to the Classics game Games Library. Nintendo has announced the next wave of classic titles coming to its Nintendo Switch Online service from mainstay titles to more obscure releases. This wave of classic games looks to have some some have something for most players. In addition to beloved classics like Super Punch-Out! and Kirby Superstar, the library is also adding the long-anticipated, rarely-played Star Fox 2, the game which was finished and originally planned for release in 95 on the SNES, finally officially debuted on the SNES Classic Edition mini console in 2017. However, there hasn't been any other official release of the title since, so unless you were able to grab a SNES Classic, you've been out of luck. Nintendo is also releasing Breath of Fire 2 to the library in two games, Crystalis and Journey to Silius to its NES library. With these additions, the Switch NES catalog grows to 24 games while the number of NES balloons to 50. So the the thing about, and I, I don't have a SNES Classic, so if you have it, let me know. The one time I played Star Fox 2 was a ROM that I found, and it wasn't done. It was very, very, very short. 
I beat it probably within half an hour. You know what I mean? So if that's the Star Fox 2 that's on the the, the mini SNES, then that's going to be like really weird. Like I wonder if I wonder if the other if the the version on the the mini one or this one is going to be like the whole thing cuz they said it was finished, but like who knows. But yeah, you know, you have fucking uh the original four pilots in this one and then there's like a cheetah uh chick and then like also like a chick who's like a poodle, which is really cool. You never saw them ever again. Um, you didn't see them in the 64 one either, so, yeah, dude, um, you can all, speak in the games, though, you can go to GameInformer.com right now, and vote now for your favorite games of 2019, um, they have different categories, too, like, best remastered, remade game, best strategy game, best sports game, best shooter, best VR game, and I think there's, like, there's, like, a bunch of paid, there's, like, a couple more pages, like, on that, it's, uh, like, a third party embedded on their website, but yeah, you can go there and vote for your favorite games of 2019. Ghostbusters Afterlife is the official title of the next Ghostbusters film. It gets its first poster and official synopsis. Um, the promotional campaign for Ghostbusters Afterlife begins. The upcoming sequel has released its first teaser poster and official plot synopsis. Um, the poster is literally just like, um, it, it, it looks like the, the Ecto-1. Is that what it's called? The Ecto-1? Yeah, the car racing through like a like a a field of tall grass or wheat and it's going towards this 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 hill and the sky is turning green with like some lightning portal thing happening it looks friggin dope um the next chapter in the original ghostbusters universe in ghostbusters afterlife when a single mom and her two kids arrive in a small town they begin to discover their connection to the original ghostbusters and the secret legacy their grandfather left behind um, it has not, they haven't said who their grandfather is, but I assume it's Bill Murray's character. Um, because they did confirm that Bill Murray was going to be in Ghostbusters 2020. And it could be any character, honestly, but it could be, uh, people are speculating that it most likely is Bill Murray just because, um, he was confirmed for, to be in the movie. Sam, I'm excited for that one. Um, the Black Widow trailer dropped, and it showcased the Red Guardian, um, who was the Soviet counterpart to Captain America. And it was a character who was orphaned during World War II and later became highly decorated for his work as a pilot. And um, that is, uh, she is Natasha's, I think, adoptive dad, or I don't think she's actual dad. I don't, I don't, I don't know that much about Black Widow, but the trailer did drop, and it does look pretty cool. Um, the Red Guardian is played by. Uh, David Harbour, who's just awesome, by the way. He's just fucking, he's freaking cool. He's he's super awesome. And he looks freaking awesome in the Black Widow trailer. The, the costume looks super, oh man, the costume looks so cool. I love it. It looks super sick. Star, Walkers, Star, Star, Walker, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker could pose a seizure risk, warns Disney. I really, really like that Um, more things in media are getting giving warnings out and stuff like that um not that we didn't have them when we were younger but we didn't have them as much and we didn't have them for as many things and i think uh to have those little kind of um disclaimers and and warnings is appropriate because obviously like if you're a mom and you're bringing your kid to see star wars and your kid is you know maybe epileptic or something like that you know and you didn't know you know, um, it, it could be a bad movie experience for your, your kid, you know, or, or whoever, you know, or for, for whoever is epileptic. So I think that's important. Um, obviously, when you go to sci-fi films like this, there there probably is like an epileptic risk of some sort, you know, or seizure risk of some sort. But um, Disney did officially put out um, this warning, which I think is appropriate. Um, I assume it's going to be super, super crazy flashy because of that that lightsaber duel on that like ship that's in the water like oh my god that looks fucking fucking amazing dude it looks so fucking cool i'm so excited for the rise of skywalker to be honest wonder woman 1984's first trailer will arrive this weekend so like obviously if you're listening to this now you might have already watched it the trailer because it's coming out when this comes out so booyah but yeah dude the the, the poster for 1984 gal gadot is so god she's so gorgeous i love her she's so amazing she's so beautiful she's like the perfect wonder woman I'm sure there could have been others that would have been the perfect Wonder Woman, but she was just awesome. So I got some more DC movie news for you here. 
the Birds of Prey uh, trailer came a little bit ago, or teaser came a little bit ago, and uh, the villain in the movie is the Black Mask, and apparently it's super comic accurate, super amazing, uh, being portrayed by Ewan McGregor, and that's, I mean, Ewan McGregor should do more, like, comic sci-fi stuff. Like, I know he does a lot of other, he does all kinds of films, but, like, he he's really good at the 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 adaptations and stuff like that. Like he really is. He was really awesome in um. What was God the Winnie the Pooh movie that just came out? The live action Winnie the Pooh movie that just came out. Christopher Robin was it just called Christopher Robin? I think that movie was fucking amazing. And that could also be because I'm biased because Winnie the Pooh is my favorite. But like, he was awesome in that movie too. He played an adult Christopher Robin with kid a kid and a uh, a wife and. It was really good. Ewan McGregor's just awesome, okay? This is an Ewan McGregor appreciation newscast now, okay? Fuck you. Uh, Justice League writer promises a Snyder Cut update soon. Now, okay, remember in the last newscast? Or was it the last one or the one before? Maybe not the one with Danny, but the one before. I was saying that a Snyder Cut, like, those rumors were shot down. Apparently, Zack Snyder did kind of backtrack on that, and he posted a photo of film reels that say... ZSJL director's cut running time 214. Yeah. Uh, Snyder shared an image to his Vero account of several film reel shipping containers with the label ZSJL director's cut. The containers further reveal that the running time of Snyder cut is 20, 214 minutes. Overlaid on the image is. Is, is it real? Does it exist? Of course it does. Which seems to confirm the existence of the long rumored. Justice League Snyder cut. Um, so he confirmed that this cut is real and that the writer promises the writer of the Justice League movie has updated everyone on that cut and said that um, he was going to be giving a more solid update very, very soon. Very, very soon. So that's pretty cool. Um, that'd be really sick to see. Apparently, it's supposed to be just like a way better version. Um, yeah, dude, because they cut a lot of it due to, uh, issues, you know, uh, Zack Snyder issues and stuff like that. I think he had personal issues, family issues, which was like reasonable issues. Um, but yeah, Mortal Kombat film star Louis Tan shares a bloody update photo. Uh, Louis Tan, uh, who is fame, he's most known for uh, being one of the main, I think he is the main character in Into the Badlands, shared a photo from the set of the movie on Twitter where he appears battered and bloody from filming a previous scene uh he tweeted only the finale left on the vigorous set yet vigorous yet edifying journey i'll wear the battle wounds some fake some real with pride i am beyond excited to share this film with you all hashtag mortal Kombat at wb pictures tan's tweet confirms the, that the film is nearly done filming which means it will enter post-production stage soon. However, Tan was tight-lipped about any other details surrounding the film, including which mysterious character he will be playing. The new Mortal Kombat film will serve as a reboot to Mortal Kombat 1995 and Mortal Kombat Annihilation 1997. The franchise also spawned two TV series, Mortal Kombat Defenders of the Realm and Mortal Kombat Conquest. Produced by James Wan, featuring the directorial, directorial debut of Simon McCoy, and starring Ludi Lin, Chin Han, Jessica McNamee, Hiroyuki Sonata, Joe Taslim, McCad Brooks, Josh Lawson. I don't even know who any of these people are, and I'm just naming them off. But this is supposed to come out March 2021, so we probably won't even see, like, a teaser until, like, this coming summer. Which, like, I don't know. Honestly, do you guys remember the channel, the YouTube channel Machinima? Which, I think they're still a thing, right? But I don't, I don't remember. I thought they got bought out or something. But anyway, they had that live-action Mortal Kombat series going... And that one was pretty good, except some of the characters had, like, a weird storyline. Like, Liu Kang's story was really weird, and he was kind of like an evil dickhead, which was super weird. Um, But there was, like, other parts of it that was really fucking awesome. And it all started with, like, that that kind of teaser that Michael Jai White was in, where it was more realistic, and it didn't really have anything to do with, like, other realms and shit. Anyway, um... That one was a cool series. It wasn't that bad. It was actually pretty good, to be honest with you. Um, and it didn't. It got canceled. I don't even fucking know why, dude. It sucks. But yeah, anyway. Alita Battle Angel producer puts sequel fate in fans' hands. Alita Battle Angel might not live up, have led up the box office like 20th Century Fox had hoped, but it certainly earned its fair share of fans since its release in February. 
last February. That said, producer John Landau hopes fans will continue to vocally pressure Disney, which has since acquired Fox, to greenlight a sequel. What I think the Alita Army should do is keep peppering our family now at Disney and let them know how important it is to have another Alita movie, and hopefully we'll venture there one day, Landau told Cinema Blend. While barely turning a profit by earning $404.8 million worldwide on a $170 million estimated production budget, Alita certainly set itself up for a sequel, introducing Edward Norton's villainous mastermind in the film's final scene. In the meantime, an online fan petition expressing support for a sequel has received thousands of users joining in advocating for a sequel to be commissioned. Directed by directed by Robert Rodriguez, uh, yeah, directed. Oh, okay, that just says it. But yeah, Rosa Salazar, fucking Christoph Waltz. I, you know what, we did a review on it, and I don't think we did a very good job on that review. I thought, I w- I think I was the only one on that episode who had read the manga or well, Danny might've read it, but like I've read pretty much all of it except for like the last one. And I haven't read the, the prequel one, but the movie pretty much like was pretty, pretty accurate. And it kind of blended in some other later volumes into the story as well to kind of give it more meat. And yeah, the romance in it was kind of dumb. It was kind of like, you know, it wasn't as good as the way they portrayed it in the manga. Um, but I loved it. And I loved Rosa Salazar as Alita, or number 99, whatever. You know, and I love Christoph Waltz as, as Dr. Ito. And, oh man, dude, it was so good. And Ed Skrine, dude, as the pan, so awesome. Like, I thought it was great. I really hope that there's a sequel, for sure, for sure. So here's the last piece of non-anime news. Actually, this is—I'll I'll count this as anime news, actually, but it's it's card game stuff, so I'll put it here. But um, I just want to go over some of the new white sets that are coming out. Um, the Fruit of Grisaya Trial Deck and Booster Pack coming out in February and March of 2020. Sword Art Online 10th Anniversary Booster Set coming out in January. At the end of this month, Bang Dream Volume Two. Uh, next week, that time I got reincarnated as a slime booster set, and uh, the Bang Dream uh, trial deck is already out. And that time I got reincarnated as a slime trial deck also already came out. And uh, yeah, dude. And also the ReZero set a couple weeks ago uh, came out. Actually, yeah, a couple weeks ago, ReZero Memory Snow booster set. I believe that's the OVA or film that came out. So yeah, hell yeah, dude. I still need to get my hands on a card capture clear card i really want that even though i haven't finished watching clear card i've almost finished reading it but um there was i thought they were gonna make a jojo's booster set but they only made a trial deck oh no they did make a booster set it's uh, centered around jojo golden wind the golden wind uh arc so there you go dude fucking jojo's that means you nick the other piece of card game news here is i have is there's this new um, card game called Rebirth for You, and apparently it's a Bushy Road game, and it's similar to Weiss. It uses, um, you know, existing anime properties to, to you know, make a make a set or a deck. You know what I mean? Um, I I kind of learned about this today. Actually, I don't know how long this has been up here, but um, I was on HeartOfTheCards.com to get the Weiss list and. I saw this, so I thought this would be pretty cool. So just telling you guys about this, just so, you know, even just to collect these, these are fucking cool. But um, basically Rebirth for You is a game where uh, characters from multiple series, you fight alongside friends and your partners for victory. And so um, you have a character card, a Rebirth card, and a partner card, and the theme of, like, most of the cards is that they're SD characters or they're chibi. So, like, it just looks... It's just, like, a really cute, lighthearted kind of game. It almost looks like it's a an easier version of Weiss. Except you have... It looks like an updated version of Victory Spark. Kind of. And Weiss. You know what I mean? Like, not, not an... Up, it looks like an easier Weiss, but an updated version of Victory Spark. And if you've ever played Victory Spark, it's pretty much... Like, you have one character at the front, and then you have three partner cards that are also your resources in the back. 
and then you have energy that you use to summon those resources and stuff and then you put uh 10 cards in the retirement zone and that's how you win in this game it's similar except you put seven cards in what they call a retire zone and yeah i don't know it it looks really cute i almost kind of want to learn how to play just because I don't know. It, 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 it's another card game with anime. Like, it, you can't go wrong with that, honestly. Like, it's that shit's... That's just fucking cute, okay? Shut up, fucking bitch. Mm, slap you around. Okay, anyway. Boom. There's your non-anime news. Let's get into the anime news, shall we? But first, really quick right here, let's take a small break. Boom, check that out. And as always, links.animesummit.net. You can find all the links right there. And um, there's our, uh, when you go links.animesummit.net, you can find Discord, a link to our Discord, Twitter, Instagram, and um, yeah, basically everything else. Uh, YouTube channels, uh, Spotify, iTunes, all that good stuff. Well, a new episode comes out every Thursday. A new episode of the newscast comes out every Saturday along with the YouTube version of the episode. Um, I know I've been slack-a-lacking. <laughs> I've been slack-a-lacking on uploading the YouTube version, and I know there are some people who listen purely on YouTube. So I am so sorry for that. I am trying to get my shit together. You can guarantee that when you're, by the time you're done listening to this, it will be on YouTube, um, for those of you who do listen on YouTube. Um, I have been asked, Sam, why don't you upload the newscasts to YouTube? I, you know what? I, I just I haven't thought about it. I didn't really I, f- I felt like all the people who would listen to the newscast were people who were already using podcast apps to listen to us, you know what I mean? Um I guess that's just kind of another I, I, I want more people to kind of just go towards the the iTunes and whatever, you know what I mean? You can do whatever you want. I don't it doesn't bother me none. Um YouTube is just there for for you know easier access for people um you know what i mean it's kind of easy to to it's it's easier to go on our channel and then search for a certain episode you know what i'm saying so i kind of didn't want to cloud that with a bunch of things that were dated because the newscast is technically dated right if you go and listen to a newscast from two months ago you're already experiencing or doing the things that i had talked about in that newscast from two months ago. you know what i mean so i didn't want to cloud the youtube channel with um with all that you know i want the youtube channel to just kind of be like here's our podcast here you go here's another way to consume it and then our youtube extra channel is just purely for non-podcast stuff you know what i mean so like that's probably why i haven't done it um i do have actually let me look really quick I, I do have most of the newscast archived. So like maybe I don't I don't even know how much I have. Yeah, I don't even think I have I think I have all the way down to third episode twelve. Yeah, because this actually the episode that I were this newscast is actually uh episode fifty. Like I can't believe I've almost been doing this for a year. I'm gonna do have to do something special um for the newscast in a couple weeks. But yeah, like um you know, I, it, I just don't want to. It's just a newscast. You know what I mean? They're dated. They're new. It's news. You know. So, but uh, I'm glad people like it, and I love you for that, and thank you for for that. I appreciate it. But yeah. So anyway, links on animesummit.net. The one thing that's not on there is our Patreon. Patreon.com/slash/animesummit. You can go there, become a patron today. Um, when you're a patron, you get ex- you get stuff before anyone else. You get your own channel on our Discord. You get behind-the-scenes stuff. You're going to get first nags, that new merch that we got coming out soon. Um, hopefully by 2020, that's going to come out, beginning of 2020. Um, as soon as an episode is done being an ed- edited, a podcast episode, you get it You get it uh, before anyone else, so you can listen to it without ads. Um, even if it's like only just a couple hours before it comes out, I'm still going to put it on the Patreon page just for the patrons to listen to it ad-free. You know what I mean? So there's also that. And then I'll... Um, when Quoka resumes Terrace Talk, um, you get those early as well. You get those ASAP. You know what I mean? So no ads. You can just listen to it right there, and you get it before everyone else. 
and you'll get exclusive gifts as well. I'm working on gifts to give you guys. So all of our patrons that we have right now, thank you guys so much. I love all of you so much. I appreciate it. There's also a patron exclusive vlog on our Patreon page that I filmed this past summer, kind of showcasing some of the stuff that I would use the money towards and things like that. Um, I did use it to a new for a new camera that I got that I can vlog with, and we got Danny a new microphone. So, like, full transparency, right? Like, we, we want to show you and we want to show in our work what you guys are paying for and what you guys are supporting, you know? And that's why we are able to keep doing it, you know what I mean? I mean, we probably would have kept doing this podcast anyway, regardless. But, I mean, you're making it that much better, and that's why it's fucking amazing that you're a patron. Even if you're just a listener and not a patron, though, same thing. You guys are listening to the ads, and that's how we're generating stuff to buy, you know? It's, it's, it's amazing. It's fucking awesome. So, speaking of that, go to iTunes and leave an iTunes review or leave a review wherever you can leave a podcast review. Once we get to 100 reviews, we are going to do something special for you, all the hosts. So, please leave us a review if you haven't yet. The last couple of reviews were actually really fucking awesome. And if you listen to our latest uh, podcast ep- episode, um, uh, which was the Summit Smackdown 2 Husband Awards, uh, I read the the latest reviews we got on there, and I I love them. I pray I appreciate you guys so much for leaving those. Thank you so much. So thank you, booyah! Here we go. Let's get into the anime, shall we? Sorry, I went on for like fucking five minutes there talking about myself, ourselves. My bad, bitch. Okay, anyway, the Wonderland anime film screens in U.S., Canada on January thirty first. Eleven Arts announced on Friday that it will screen Keiichi Hara's The Wonderland anime film in theaters in the United States and Canada on January 31st. Uh, on the day before her birthday, young Akane meets the mysterious alchemist Hippocrates, 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 who brings her through a basement and into a fantastical world full of magic and color. He reveals that this world is in danger, and as the green goddess, it is her destiny and responsibility to save the world. The only problem, Akane just wants to go home. So it's literally like a kind of an Alice in Wonderland type story. The animation and art style look fucking amazing, though. Um, the designer of the of the uh, characters and the art is actually Russian artist Ilya Kovishnov. If you've never seen her work, please, for the love of all that is unholy and righteous, Google Ilya Kovishnov. It's... Um, I-L-Y-A, Ilya, and her last name is Kuvishnov, K-U-V-S-H-I-N-O-V. Literally Google image search that bitch. She is fucking phenomenal, dude. Her artwork is fucking crazy. It's super, 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 super duper sick. And this is this film is actually her art style in it. Like, she was the designer for the film. And, yeah, directed by Kei Chihara. Um, fucking amazing. It's, it's going to be fucking sick. It, the trailer is also up, up there now, and you could probably start looking for, uh, if you go to 11 arts website, you can probably start looking for dates, um, uh, where it's showing Knights of the Zodiac Saint Seiya CG anime. Second part premieres worldwide on January 23rd. The official website for Knights of the Zodiac Saint Seiya, the CG anime remake of Masami Kuramada's Saint Seiya manga revealed on Friday, the six sec, the second six episode part of the first season of the anime We'll begin streaming on Netflix worldwide on January 23rd. Hell yeah, dude. I remember there was some debate about this, uh, about this, uh, uh, remember, remember, was that like last year? Like, like last, uh, or maybe it was the beginning of this year when we talked about it, how they made that, they turned that one character into a girl and that a lot of people got mad and a lot of people were like, oh, who cares? And then there was that one really good per that one person I forgot her name on Twitter, but she was she made a really good argument about why it was dumb to make that character a girl, and they should have made an, a different character a girl. And it was kind of like a really good like she went deep into like the story and history of like Saint Seiya, and it was really cool. But yeah, I remember that it was kind of weird. But apparently, some people like it. I I have not watched it yet, honestly. Um, Every time I watch CG remakes of things, it just makes me want to watch the original. So, like, that's probably why I've avoided it. But it does look fucking cool. I mean, it doesn't look like that typical CG anime. It looks like fucking, you know, Shrek animated, Pixar animated, but with anime faces. You know what I'm saying? And Knights of the Zodiac is just fucking badass. So, you know. If you've seen that, let me know what you think. 
Uh, here's some more 2020 hype, yo. Itai no wa ainano de bogyoryoku ni kyoku furi shitai tomoemasu. Anime cast Saori Hayami and Ai Kakuban. Uh, this anime looks friggin' cool, man. Like, the character design alone, like, just makes me want to watch this. Like, all, all these different characters, dog. Like, oh my god. Um, bunch of, like, just, like, these really cool armors and outfits on these characters. Um, the novel story centers around Kaede Hanjo, who is invited by her friend Risei Shiromania to play a virtual reality MMO game with her. While Kaede doesn't dislike games, what she really truly dislikes is being in pain. She creates a character named Maple and decides to put all her points on VIT to minimize pain. As a result, or vitality, yeah, VIT, vitality, to minimize pain. As a result, she moves slowly, can't use magic, and can't even, and, and even a rabbit can get the best of her. But as it turns out, she acquires a skill known as absolute defense. As a result of her pumping points into vitality, as well as counter skill that works against special moves, now with her ability to nullify all damage, she goes on adventures. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's another you know video game, uh, MMO, virtual reality kind of anime. But the the main character Maple, um, her she is particularly cute. Her outfit is like this black and red. Um, kind of armor dress and it just looks really cute it looks really sweet the armor and the character designs and the, the like one character kasumi looks like she's like a fucking samurai bad bitch just ready to cut your ass like oh my god it looks really cute looks really cool it'd probably be a bad show to be honest but it looks really awesome is it wrong to pick up to try to pick up girls in the dungeon infinite combat game heads west in 2020 that's right we are getting um, is it wrong to try to pick up girls in Dungeon Infinite Combat to the Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, and PC in 2020? The game is kind of like a dungeon crawler uh, RPG visual novel style game. And the story features events from the first anime season as well as new content. So hell yeah, dude. In addition to the story mode, the game includes procedurally generated extra dungeons and date events to interact with other characters. So yeah, that's going to be sick. If you're a fan of that anime, which I have not seen yet because I'm an idiot... Um, that, it actually looks pretty sweet. It actually kind of like, looks like, um, like Diablo, like the way the camera angle is, it's like a dungeon crawler, you know? So yeah, dude, that's gonna be sick. Here's some more 2020 hype for you. Twittering birds never fly. Boys love anime film reveals visual February 15th opening. So here's another anime film. Um, the sexually masochistic Yakuza boss Yashiro isn't the type to warm up to others easily, but when Chikara Domeki, his newly hired bodyguard, catches his interest, he considers his hands-off policy with subordinates. He reconsiders this hands-off policy with subordinates. As Yashiro's invitations fail, the Yakuza boss finds out his bodyguard has a very personal reason for staying at arm's length. Um, so yeah, this is, some, this is some some boys love stuff, so if you're into that, it actually looks pretty hot, to be honest with you. I'm gonna... Maybe I'll uh, give it a watch. I don't know. We'll see. Um, the characters do look pretty hot, though. No lie. The character Yashiro, the Yakuza boss. Hello. Anyway. Meow Meow Japanese history anime film reveals visual. February 22nd debut. The official website for Ega uh, Neko Neko Nihonshi Ryoma no Hachimata Time Travels Ayo. Um, a feature film for television anime of Kenji Sonishi's Meow Meow Japanese history manga announced on Friday that the film will open in Japan on February 22nd. The many great cats throughout Japan's history are back to strut their stuff in a new season. They continue to leave their mark on history doing whatever they want, but what else would you expect from a cat? <laughs> um, it's, yeah, it's, it's like a history show, but with cats. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's kind of like uh, that. There's a, there was a cartoon show that we got here in America called Hysteria, and it was a history cartoon show, and it was on Warner Brothers, and it was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, it actually taught like history in a really fucking hilarious and stupid, ridiculous way. Um, but yeah, uh, interspecies. So we talked about this one a couple like a month ago. Interspecies reviewers anime promo video has dropped. This is the anime about uh, the monster girls and uh, uh, beauty truly is in the eye of the beholder. From elves to succubi to cyclopses and more. The interspecies reviewers rate the red light delights of all manner of monster girls. The only thing is they can never agree on which species is the hottest. Yeah, so this is completely fan service. Big titty everywhere. Um, there's an octopus girl here with huge boobies. 
Um, there's also like a cowgirl with extra large boobies. There's there's a bunch. There's a centaur in here somewhere. I'm pretty sure. A, there's like an angel character over here in like a little dress. That's inappropriate. Um, you're supposed to be holy. How dare you, J.K. But like, yeah, no, it's it, this is definitely big boob, the anime, which I might have to watch because. Shut up. Anyway, Bo- Studio Bones is Jose the Tiger and the Fish anime film gets manga in January. The story centers around the relationship between Sunio and Jose. Sonio is a university student, and Jose is a young girl who has rarely gone out of the house herself due to her being unable to walk. The two meet when Sunio finds Jose's grandmother taking her out for a morning walk. Um, originally, it was a collection of short stories in 1985 and inspired a live-action film in 2003. Um, but yeah, it's getting an anime film, and also it's getting a manga as well. So I thought that was really interesting, Studio Bones. Um, I had never heard of that till now, so... Uh, Gleipnir, action, romantic, comedy, TV, anime is premiered, listed as April 2020. So here's some spring 2020 hype for you, okay, guys? The first 2020 issue of Kodansha's Young Magazine, the third revealed in the ad for Sun Takeda's seventh Gleipnir manga volume on Friday, that the television anime of the manga will premiere in April 2020. Shuichi Kagaya, an ordinary high school kid in a boring little town, but when a beautiful classmate is caught in a warehouse fire, he discovers a mysterious power. He can transform into a furry dog with an oversized revolver and a zipper down his back. He saves the girl's life, sharing his secret with her. But she's searching for the sister who killed her family. And she doesn't care how degrading it gets. She will use Shuichi to accomplish her mission. Um, the vis- They released a visual for it too and you can just see that it's this big fucking uh, furry like Shiba with like sewn patches you know, on its, and then on its back, and it has, like, this, like, these guns and gears and zippers, and the girl's kind of riding in the zippers. It looks pretty creepy, but it looks really fucking sick. I'm actually excited to see that. I, I'll be pretty excited to see that. Um, we're gonna save that. I'm gonna save that for the end there. Demon Slayer Weathering With You, uh, win at Yahoo Japan Search Awards. The Yahoo Japan Search Awards announced the winners of each category on Wednesday. Uh, Demon Slayer took the award in the anime category, and Weathering With You took the film category. One Piece creator Eiichiro Oda won the author category, and Yuki Kaji won the voice actor category. So that's pretty cool, man. Anime's getting awards. That's what's up. I'm telling you, anime's got to start getting awards here in America because we fucking there's so many um, f- fucking people in America and South America alone who just watch anime. It's like God, let's get some recognition over here. Um. PlayStation 4 lineup music video animation allegedly traces FLCL, Steven Universe, and others. So here's the thing. And if you try and go to YouTube, uh, you could probably find it, but on the official channel, it was taken down. Um, it, it, this, 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 I read, I only heard about this today. So, um, it's kind of uh, it's kind of crazy, and I and if I miss anything, please feel free to correct me. But PlayStation Japan posted a music video promoting its lineup for the Winter 2019 PlayStation 4 games um, last week, and the video features animated segments directed by Canadian artist Kevin Bow. The video has been taken offline as the time of this writing. Since the video went public, various animators and other users on Twitter have called attention to the segments that appear to have been traced from other animated works, including Fooly Cooly and Steven Universe the Movie, and a few others. Um, Island Animation issued an official statement on Twitter last week, or no, a couple days ago. And they said, we had no knowledge that the work produced by Kevin Bow was plagiarized. We have ceased with immediate effect any representation of Kevin Bow's work and have contacted Kevin for a response. So, yeah. Um, and this kind of plays into the Stars Align thing that happened also. Um, if, you've, if you've been watching the anime Stars Align, the ED features um, a montage of characters doing a dance routine. And the whole routine was copied from a dancer and uh yeah it, you know it, i think they didn't think it was a big deal and then obviously it, it was a big deal and uh dancing is a form of art you know and so they went back and paid the the dancer for the routine i think um but anyway it, it's one thing to kind of pay homage to certain 
like things of animation like well like when we talked about on the akira app how, how there's like that that scene where Kaneda, you know, skids on his motorcycle and it, it skids away from the camera. That's a very popular scene, right? And a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, other cartoon shows and animes have replicated that little part. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of different, but it appears that like this whole video was like traced over like, and people have made comparison vids on YouTube and everything. Um, so yeah, you can go and look for it, look, look, look for it yourself. Um, there's a difference, you know what I mean? You can tell, you can tell when something's like an homage to something, you know, a particular scene or, or whatever, or a parody and something that's just like a straight rip, you know what I mean? So, um, and Nick, like on the Akira, uh, not on the Akira, but like, you know, the, 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 the seasonal review, like made a joke about it. Like, oh, dancing isn't real art and whatever. Um, Nick I don't want to throw him under the bus, but like he legit probably was only half kidding. Cause he just doesn't understand that, you know, like it, he's, he might've just been fully trolling who knows, but like stealing is just not okay. Okay. You just don't steal people's stuff. You know what I mean? Um, so I just, I don't know. It, it just seems, uh, really shitty. I'm glad that Elon in animation put out a statement and said that, you know what they said. Um, but obviously this Kevin bow dude, uh, he fucked up. He fucked that man. You, um, yeah, I, apparently one of the defining moments that, uh, somebody on Twitter caught was the fully coolie parts where it's like Rio, uh, um, not Ryoko, Haruka, um, Haruko, she slams down on her, she's like in her bunny suit and she slams down on the surface of a monster with her guitar and she puts her hand down. Apparently that was like a defining uh, moment and that's actually one of the comparison sequ- sequences that you can find on Twitter and YouTube and all that. So anyway, kind of went into a long tangent there, but look in, look into it for yourself. Let me know what you think. Crunchyroll finalizes deal to become majority owner of Viz Media Europe Group. Crunchyroll and Viz Media Europe announced on Wednesday that they have finalized the deal. <clears throat> excuse me, for Crunchyroll to become the majority owner of Viz Media Europe Group. The company has announced an agreement in September. Crunchyroll and Viz Media Europe also announced that they appointed John Ezem of the new role head of Crunchyroll EMEA, Europe, Middle East, and Africa. That's pretty cool, man. I I mean, I don't know what that entails. I don't know what that means. I don't live in Europe. But if this means that more people in other countries are going to get anime that don't normally get anime, are going to get anime, then that's that's all I care about. More people who, who get into anime is... That's good. We want that. Like, I want that to happen for show, for show, for show, for show. Um, here's some more 2020 hype, you guys. Hypnosis Mike franchise gets TV anime in 2020. Um, the staff behind Hypnosis Mike multimedia franchise announced on Wednesday that the franchise is inspiring the Hypnosis Mike division rap battle rhyme anima television anime in 2020. The staff will reveal more information about the anime in March. So, yeah, the logo is like this fucking Japanese graffiti and it looks fucking sick. There's that's literally there's no other visual. There's no characters or anything like that designs yet. Um, but apparently the rap themed project features voice actors who rap in the personas of original characters. And it launched in September 2017. The hypnosis mic performers are Ikibukuro Division Buster Brothers, um, the Yokohama Division Mad T- Trigger Crew, Shibuya Division Fling Posse. Uh, I don't know who any of these rappers are. I don't even know how big rap is in Japan. I know how big rock and pop is over there, um, but I do not know how big rap is over there. Uh, rap is really huge here in America, obviously. Um, rap in other countries, I, I'm definitely not as, as sure. I'm sure on. I know rap is really huge in France. In France, it's really huge. Um, in Russia, it's pretty big too, uh, from what I hear. But um, yeah, it looks really cool. Like the just the logo itself makes me wanna. Uh, check out more about this multimedia franchise that's been going on for a couple of years. Here's some more 2020 hype. This is actually summer 2020 hype. So here we go. Assault Lily Bouquet anime reveals more staff July 2020 premiere theme song artist. Um, the project's website describes the story. On Earth, in the near future, humanity faced imminent destruction from mysterious giant creatures known as Huge. The entire world unites against the Huge and successfully develops weaponry known as Charm counter huge arms by combining science and magic charm exhibits high rates of synchronization with teenage girls oh wait we, we totally 
we totally talked about this actually yeah we talked about this already right yeah but there's like um they revealed uh, more characters here and they revealed a 2020 july date so i thought that was i think on the original time i mentioned this i mentioned that it was just 2020 hype in general now we know it's summer 2020 hype so there you go um yeah it's gonna be sick there's a bunch of cute girls doing fighty kicky ass things with big arms uh sies with sony interactive entertainment jim ryan indicates sony is no longer in the handheld business oh you think (laughs) like sony ended production of ps vita game cards um this past march the ps vita handheld system launched in japan in 2011 and everywhere else 2012 um yeah i mean nintendo's the king of handhelds you just can't beat them their latest console is a home and handheld console put into one so i mean you know you tried you tried but you know honestly i have a p i have two psps when i got my psp um i loved it i i had um i played all kinds of games on there i think it would have done a better job though if it could handle more and I think that was the issue because the graphics could not, like, the, the PSP was out by the time the PS3 was out, okay? And the PS Vita was out by the time the PS4 was out. So when you have these games that are on PS4, and then you are also having them on PS Vita and PSP that can't handle the same amount, like, you couldn't handle it, you know what I mean? Like, I will just play it on PS4 then, you know what I mean? Or PS3. So it was just kind of really weird. Um, but I did play Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core on there. But really, that kind of, like, the graphics in there kind of ran like a PS, like, it almost looked like a a more high-def, really awesome, fast PS2. But it definitely could have had way better graphics on a PS3, for sure. Like, it just, you know, it, it just didn't, you know, you couldn't, it didn't have the power. So I think, uh, great attempt by Sony. Still a great console. I think it's a great handheld, but... Uh, yeah, obviously it didn't work out, <laughs> you know, um, as a portable console connoisseur myself. <laughs> anyway, if you have any questions about portable consoles, feel free to ask me. I will hook you up. Alita Detective Pikachu Kingdom Hearts 3 also nominated for any awards. The International Animated Film Society, Asifa Hollywood, announced the nominees for its 47th annual Annie Awards on Monday. In addition to the Best Indie Feature category, Makoto Shinkai's Weathering With You anime film was nominated for the Best Effects for Feature, Best Direction, and Best Writing. Alita Battle Angel and Pokemon Detective Pikachu were nominated for Best Character Animation Live Action category. Kingdom Hearts 3 was nominated for for the Best Character Animation Video Game category. And Ultraman uh, and Rilakkuma and Kaoru if you've never seen really Kuma and Kaoru, it's on Netflix. It's really amazing. It's a claymation anime. It's really awesome. We're nominated for the best direction TV media category. While Carolyn Tuesday was nominated for the best storyboarding TV media category and Viz Media and powerhouse animation studio. Seis Manos was nominated for the best music. Um, I have not watched Seis Manos yet. If you have, let me know. I know, um, I know Zanzaris has, uh, she's been a listener for a long time, but yeah, that's that's gonna be fucking amazing, dude. That's gonna be legit. Um, My Hero One's Justice Two game launches in the Americas on March thirteenth. I don't really care. I, I I don't fucking care. You know why? You gotta stop making these fighting games that are for shonen games that are like this. You just can't do it. When you have games like Dragon Ball Fighters that are things now, and you make these kinds of games, you just can't do it. You can't friggin' do it, fam. Speaking of Dragon Ball Fighters, uh, the new Dragon Ball Super Broly is now downloadable. So, you fucking, if you want me to do some videos of that, I will fucking do it. Um, they announced that the new voice actor for the Super Broly is going to be none other than Johnny Young Bosch, which I think is fucking amazing, um, due to uh, obvious reasons. Um, but yeah, Johnny Young Bosch, dude, that's fucking that's fucking exciting. I'm hoping to see more Broly in the in the next uh, set of series for Dragon Ball Super. Uh, the manga is going pretty strong right now, so uh, I'm hoping to see some new Dragon Ball Super soon. 
Uh, here's some news for Sen. Shout out to Sen. Animal Crossing game franchise gets manga in December. The January 2020 issue of Shogakukan's Chow magazine announced on Saturday that Nintendo's Animal Crossing game franchise is inspiring a manga that will premiere in the magazine's February 2020 issue, which ships on December 28th. The manga artist Minori Kato is titled Atsumare Dobutsu no Mori Nanbiri Shima Dayori. Um, I don't know who that is or what manga that is, but it sounds amazing. Um, but yeah, fucking Animal Crossing. That's what's up. Yoshitaka Amano's uh, Gibiate anime series reveals second subtitle trailer. Trailer. Yoshitaka Amano. Yes, you heard that right. Yoshitaka Amano, the artist for Final Fantasy, um, and also um, uh, he is also uh, did uh, Angel's Egg as well. Uh, in 2030, Japan, a virus has infected humans throughout the world. Infected people turn into different forms of monsters based on their ages, sexes, and races. The virus is named Gibia, after being rich in variety like Gibier. Just then, a pair of samurai and ninja appeared in such a blighted wasteland of Japan. They both traveled from early Edo period, fighting together with the help of from a doctor who tries to find a cure for Gibia. Facing ceaseless attacks from Gibia and outlaws that attack travelers for food, they start the dangerous journey with enemies all around. Yeah, it actually looks like some Walking Dead survival desert shit. Like, it actually looks pretty sick. Um, so I'm excited to see that. Here's some big pieces at the end here. And let me just preface this right now. This stuff that I'm about to say kind of falls in line with the controversial stuff. And I don't like to talk about it that much. If you want to hear my opinion on it in more detail, you can DM me or whatever and we can talk about it. Um, a Los Angeles toy importer was arrested for counterfeit Pokemon Hello Kitty and Mario goods. The Los Angeles County District Attorney's Office announced on November 26th that Juan Piao, owner of a toy import store in El Monte, California, has been arrested and charged with manufacturing and possessing more than $1.4 million in counterfeit goods. According to Deputy District Attorney Duke Cha, Piao had more than 500,000 counterfeit items such as toys, backpacks, and cards that were based on brands including Pokemon, Hello Kitty, and Super Mario. Law enforcement discovered the items at Piao's two El Monte warehouses in March 2017. Um, I don't know how I, how much to say about that, honestly. Um, that's it, it's. I can say as an artist, it would really suck to have figures of my characters or whatever made by some random third-party person and sold without my knowledge. And without me getting some kind of payment for it. You know what I mean? Um, I can also say that being someone who is like, you know, kind of, you know, I don't make a lot of money. You know what I mean? So like uh, buying fake shit on the cheap like that sometimes is helpful for me. Um, I'd never buy them as gifts for anyone. But, you know, uh, you know, for myself, I totally would. You know, um, so I don't know. It's kind of rough. That's pretty rough. Um, again, though. This kind of um, plays into the, you know, just don't steal people's shit and you'll be fine. You know what I mean? Um, everyone's just trying to make a buck. Everyone's trying to get ahead, you know? So it just it's kind of shameful. Um, it sucks. It really sucks. I feel like uh, if this guy was smart enough to do this, he could have easily, you know, started an anime store business or something. I don't know. But that sucks. Here is the next piece of news that's really big and it's also really controversial. Uh, Zayla, shout out to Zayla. They've been a Discord member and a longtime listener for a long time. They posted an article about um, the Gainax director Tomohiro Maki's uh, arrest. He was arrested on Thursday um, uh, for sexual assault and uh, sexual misconduct. Uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. I'm not going to get into his actual case. The article I'm going to talk about is uh, Studio Kara distancing, distancing itself from Gainax after studio representative got arrested. Kara further stated that Evangelion creator and Kara founder Hideaki Anno, as well as Kara board member and Evangelion anime director Kazuya Sidermaki, have absolutely no acquaintance or relationship with Maki. The statement also emphasized that Kara, Anno, and Sudamaki have no business relationship with Gainax, and Gainax holds no rights related to the Evangelion franchise. 
Studio Cara added that it, it has an ongoing legal dispute with Gynax over loan repayment. Cara had filed a lawsuit against Gynax in December 2016, and a judge ordered Gynax to pay Cara 100 million yen, which is about $899,000 in June 2017. Um, Cara called the references to Evangelion and news reports about Maki very regrettable and stated that it strongly objects to them. Cara asked news agencies to refrain from similar remarks going forward. Studio Cara is considering taking legal action if such media references continue, potentially causing damage to the studio's brand value and spreading libel against its creators. Um, so I, I know that I just, just to, I, the only reason I bring that up is because when people heard about this guy getting arrested, I'm sure there was a lot of questions in people's minds, especially fans of Evangelion, who were like, oh, what about Studio Cara? What about Evangelion? That was one of my first things. And actually, if you go on the Discord and find where Zayla posted that, my response to him was, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. You know what I mean? Not only because you have a fucking dude who's uh, sexually assaulting people uh, and violently assaulting people, but also, you know, because what does that mean for Studio Gynax? What does that mean for Evangelion, you know? So I the re, that's the reason why I wanted to read this article because I read it before I started recording, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to say this to people just in case they're curious about um, what Hedyakiano and Studio Kara have to say about it. So um, I'm not going to go into any more detail than that, but if you want to hear more about that, then you can just Google uh, Studio Gainax director Tomohiro Maki, and you'll you'll find it. Um, if you want to hear more about what Studio Car is trying to do to distance themselves and further themselves away from it, um, I think uh, you can you can definitely check their their official statements on it too as well. Um, Kara confirmed that Maki's arrest will have no bearing on the production or release of Evangelion 3.0 or 1, plus 1.0, which is the fourth and last of the rebuild Evangelion series in June 2020. The studio ended its statement by offering sympathy to the woman that Maki allegedly assaulted and wishing her for a swift recovery. I as well. Um, that that's no joke. That stuff's not a joke. Okay. Um, obviously, I mean, we I think we can all agree on that. Okay. Um, that stuff is shitty, and when it happens in an industry that we are supposed to be having fun together, laughing with each other, giving each other shit, loving each other, hugging each other, and having fun watching anime and enjoying anime and consuming anime together, that's very shitty. Um, but you can't control people, man, and. People are in all kinds of communities, and sometimes that shit happens. You just gotta, you gotta, you gotta roll with it and call them out, hold them accountable, and things like that. So yeah, it's pretty shitty. But I'm glad that uh, Ano said something and that Car is distancing themselves. I would do the same, obviously, if that were me. So hell yeah, that's the anime news for you. I hope you enjoyed it. I love you guys so much. Thanks for listening every week. You guys are fucking amazing. And um, I said this to I just want to put this out here, okay? Um, I try really hard to make sure that no, like a lot of people don't say I love you enough, right? I make sure that all of my friends hear it all the time. Even if it's, I don't care if they even, I don't even care if they say it back. You know, I know some of my friends think it's weird that I say it to them. Um, and if they ask me to stop, I stop obviously, um, which no one has, but um, I, I, I even say it to you guys, you know, I love you guys. I say it and, and I, I know it sounds like I'm just being like, oh, well, Sam's, uh, Sam's the person, Sam and Nick and Danny are the people creating stuff for us. So they have to say it to us, uh, to whatever. No, like I, I, I can't speak for Nick and Danny, but I'm sure they feel the same, but I genuinely love you guys. Um, I love you very much. And so when I was DMing somebody, I'm not going to say who, cause it's going to spoil future episodes, uh, podcast episodes. I was DMing somebody, I was talking to somebody, and I was telling her, because um, they're part of our Discord now, and I was telling her, um, hey, you know, I hope we can be friends, and I want you to know that in my Discord, there's an open door policy, um, and without being too personal and without giving out too much information, I will do my best to listen to you and talk to you if you need me to, you know? Um, that being said, I, I don't ever want anyone to, like you know, give out personal information on my discord and things like that or whatever, what have you. But I, I, I do personally have that policy. Uh, I can't speak for Danny or Nick, um, uh, obviously, but I, I'd have that policy. If you ever need to DM me for any reason, if you're feeling some sort of way, if you're feeling hurt, someone in the discord was mean to you, they said some fucked up shit to you. Um, you can DM me, 
I'll take care of it. You know what I mean? I'll do what I can to help you. Um, I just feel like we're supposed to be a community. We're supposed to be family. You know what I mean? So like the project manga guys and the, the weebology guys have been so awesome to Danny. We're supposed to be family. You know what I mean? We're supposed to like, if not be cool with each other, then at least be chill. You know what I mean? At least be tolerable to each other. And I think, uh, anime is so fun it's such a community thing we should keep it fun for everyone so if you're ever feeling weird or you're feeling hurt you can't sleep you know hit me up on on the discord you might have to friend me first but um if i'm if i don't respond it's probably because i'm sleeping or something else you know what i mean so but anyway i just want to put that out there just because you know after reading this article and then you know things like that hearing everything that's going on right now with the world so set on tearing itself apart i don't see anything wrong with trying to want to wanting to try to put it back together a little bit that's all and if my podcast has done that for you i want you to please dm me and tell me that i want you to tell me what it has done for you i would love to like make a collage art piece of like quotes from all of you guys as as listeners and as my friends to make like an art piece that i'm gonna put together um, as a as a kind of my contribution to like this podcast and this community, I would love to do that. So if if my podcast or this podcast has done something for you, not mine, but our podcast um, has done something for you, let me know. I would love to hear it. Okay. That being said, I love you very much. I'm Sam the Bomb, and this has been the Anime Summit Newscast. Except for Smokey, he's an asshole. Like I like him, but I don't love him. He's a good dick, you know?